Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, thank you for joining me today. You know, we're in this tumultuous time uh, in our country, and I'm so glad that we can come together and talk about the Lord and spend some time in His Word. Uh, You know, it is the most important thing that we can do right now is to spend time in the Lord's Word, to know what He says about us and for us, and also to just spend time in prayer and know that he is in charge. He's in control of everything. And I know that people say that, oh, that's a cop out. You know, there are big trouble, big issues taking place in our world right now. But you know what? At the end of the day, we know that this world is not our home. This world is not our final stopping place. Um, This is not where we end up. We have a destination. Hebrews chapter 11 talks about it. It says, you know, that everyone in the hall of faith, uh, Abraham and Noah and uh, Samson, they all understood that this is not our final resting place, that we are headed to somewhere greater. We're headed to somewhere better. And when we understand that, when we understand that this world is not where we end up. This is a pit stop, basically, on our way to our destination. We understand that this world, no matter what happens, no matter what goes on in the world, we are not here to stay, and this isn't the final place that we're going to end up. And so it's important to know that during these times. And, you know, I had this uh, this podcast planned. Um, I had been feeling this scripture on my heart for a while now before the election even took place, before any votes were cast uh, last week at the polls and before uh, any announcements had been made about who or what or when or where. Uh, I had this message on my heart and so I want to share it with you today. Um, You can certainly, I guess, apply it to the election, but that was not my intent for this message. My intent for this message is for you to apply it in your life um, in every area. And just know that um, you are not alone, that this is not your final stopping place, and that there is something greater that we're living for. There's something greater um, that we have have the ability to understand and we have the ability to know. And I want to read to you from uh, 2 Kings chapter 6, and I'm just going to dive right in. Then the king of Aram, this is starting in verse 8, then the king of Aram was fighting against Israel. He took counsel with his servants, saying, at such and such a place will be my camp. But the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, saying, take care not to pass through this place, for the Arameans are marching down there. The king of Israel sent word to the place of which the man of God spoke. He warned him and was on his guard there more than once. The mind of the king of Aram was troubled by this. So he caught his servants, called his servants and said to them, Will you not tell me who among us sides with the king of Israel? Then one of his servants said, No one, my lord, O king. Elisha the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. He said, Go and see where he is so that I may send for him and take him. And it was told to him he is in Dothan. 
So he sent horses, chariots, and a great army there that came by night and surrounded the city. When a servant of the man of God arose early in the morning and went out, a force surrounded the city, both horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what will we do? And he said, Do not be afraid, for there are more with us than with them. Then Elisha prayed, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw that the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elisha. Let me tell you something. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you're in the midst of right now. I don't care if you're worried about this election. I don't care if you're worried about your job. I don't care if you're worried about your health or your family. Whatever the situation is, this part of scripture applies to you because when you are on God's side, when you are submitted under the authority of God and under the the uh under God's supreme leadership, under Almighty God who sits on the throne, when you are submitted to him, you have every bit, every bit of heaven's resources at your disposal. You have every bit of God's power and authority at your disposal. And a lot of the time, this is what's so amazing about God is that he provides it without our even knowing. God is working even though you can't see it. Can I tell you today that you are first and foremost a spirit? You have a soul and you live in a body. You are a spirit being first. You are a spirit person first. We all look at each other on the outside. We all look at each other on the outward appearance, the Bible says. God looks at our hearts, but we look at each other's outward appearance, and we tend to think that the outward appearance is who we really are. No, the outward appearance is the flesh. The outward appearance is our body, which is like basically a glove. It's the house that our spirit lives in. It's the if, if it were a glove, it would be the glove that your hand fits in and your hand would be the spirit. You are first and foremost a spirit person. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, emotions, and you live in a body. And each of these, uh, each of these different um, parts of you, I'll say, each of these different parts of you have cravings. Each of these parts of you have needs. Each of these parts of you um, need to be fed. Each of these parts of you uh, need to fall in line under a certain particular order. You are first and foremost a spirit person, then comes your soul, and then comes your body. But what happens most of the time is that we allow our flesh, our body, to triumph over our soul and our spirit. And it's supposed to be the other way around. If it were a, 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 a tower or a stack, it would be spirit on top, soul in the middle, and body on the bottom. But we often do body on the top and then soul in the middle and then spirit on the bottom. And that is completely wrong. And that's why we get worn out. That's why uh, we get frustrated. That's why we get upset sometimes. And we feed our body whatever it wants a lot of the time. When we don't have um, self-control, when we don't have any um, any sort of uh, leading in our spirit and we don't elevate our spirit above our body or our emotions, our body will take control and it will want fed whatever it wants fed, whenever it wants fed. Our soul, 
our emotions, our mind, and our will will get completely out of control because our body's out of control. And then our spirit man will be starving. And we've got to flip that. We've got to get that in order. We've got to feed our spirit man. How do you feed your spirit man? You read the word of God. You spend time uh, in the Bible. You study. You pray. You fast. Um, And fasting is uh, basically just bringing your body under subjection to your spirit. Uh, Fasting, um, a lot of people think, oh, well, I'll fast and God will do X, Y, and Z. No, fasting is not a way to manipulate God. I'm getting down a bunny trail here. Fasting is not a way to manipulate God. It's not a way to get what you want from God or um, try to, uh, it's not like a vending machine where you put a quarter in and uh, you get some, you push the button, you get something out. That's not the way it works. You don't fast for a certain amount of days and tell God what you want. And then he automatically gives it to you. What fasting does is it's, uh, it brings your flesh into subjection so that you can be, uh, your spirit man comes out on top and, um, you are more focused in the spirit. You can hear God more clearly. Yes, you can petition God while you're fasting. That's not to say that God won't hear your prayer, but it's not a hunger strike against God to get him to try to do something for you. So, um, but if we are constantly, I said all that to say this, if we're constantly looking in our flesh at things, if we're constantly looking through our natural eyes at everything that's going on around us, we will not see what goes on in the spirit. And I love what this portion of scripture says because the the king was like, I want to know who's who's the mole in the camp, who is the traitor, who's the one who's going and telling uh, the prophet of God all these things that is going on. And uh, it was it was the prophet of God was hearing from from the Lord. Elisha was hearing from the Lord here, and um, uh, it says it says right there the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Why? Because the spirit of God was there, and then the spirit of God revealed to Elisha what was going on. He revealed the enemy's next move. He revealed the enemy's next step to Elisha because the spirit of God was there, and Elisha knew he was living in the spirit. He wasn't living in the flesh because if you're living in the spirit, you can hear what God has to say. You can hear from God and God will speak to you. But if you're constantly elevating your flesh and living in the flesh, your spirit man's ears are not going to be attuned to what God is saying and what God is doing. So Elisha was living in the spirit. He heard from God. He knew what the king of of uh, Aram was going to do before he even did it. He heard the words that the king was speaking in his chambers, and uh, it was by the Spirit of God. So if you will get yourself in the Spirit, if you will get yourself living in the Spirit so that your ears are attuned to God and your natural ears are shut off to what's going on in the world right now, and that's one of the most important things you can do in this time is shut off the news Shut off what's going on around you. Shut off the voices that are saying things to you and guard your gates, guard your ear gates, because if you're hearing everything that is going on in the world around you, you cannot hear the voice of God as clear. We're in a time where you have to be out of the flesh and you have to be walking in the spirit. And Elisha was walking in the spirit. He was hearing what God had to say to him in the spirit. And then... 
The Bible says that one of his servants said, No one, my lord, O king, Elisha the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. The Bible goes on to say this. He said, Go and see where he is so that I may send for him and take him. And it was told to him he is in Dothan. So he sent horses, chariots, and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. You know, a lot of the time the enemy will surround you at night. Um, the enemy likes to move in darkness. The enemy likes to move when uh, things are dark anyway in your situation and in the world. It doesn't have to be physical night. He does move in the physical night and he does do things in the physical night. But a lot of the time it's in your night seasons, the dark seasons of your life where the enemy will try to surround you and will try to make you feel like you are all alone and there is nothing and no one to help you. And it's an intimidation tactic. The enemy loves to cause fear. The enemy loves to make you feel intimidated. And when he does those things, if you'll give in, he has the upper hand. But if you will make a determination to not walk in fear and not live in fear, and if you'll make a determination that the intimidation is not going to work on you, you will have the upper hand because the enemy doesn't know what to do when his tactics don't work on you. And um, that's what he was doing here. He surrounded them at night. When a servant of the man, man of God rose early in the morning and went out, a force surrounded the city, both with horses and chariots, and his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what will we do? And he said, Do not be afraid, for there are more with us than there are with them. And Elisha prayed, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. Now, if you would have been the servant, if you would have been the young man, you would have said, hey, my eyes are already open. I can already see uh, with my eyes what's going on. We're surrounded by horses. We're surrounded by chariots. There's an army completely surrounding us, and there is nothing to do and nowhere to go. And a lot of the time, we'll end up in the situations just like this one as believers, as the children of God, where the enemy likes to make us feel like there's absolutely no way out and that we're completely surrounded and we're going to be overtaken. Do you know how many times in the Bible God does this type of thing? God in the in the wilderness, when they came to the Red Sea, he uh, he let them get to the point of desperation. He let them get to the point of desperation. Here in this story, he let them get to the point of desperation. And there are even New Testament uh, instances where he lets people get to the point where it looks like there's absolutely no hope, no way out. And if those people have their faith in God, God pulls them through. Hey, look at Lazarus. Look at how he was he was sick. They called for Jesus. They said, Jesus, will you come and heal our brother? And Jesus waited and he stood by for four days after Lazarus had died, he still waited and he went down to see Mary and Martha and Mary and Martha said, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. And Jesus said, I'm glad that I waited. I'm glad that I waited because you're about to see the glory of God. Look at the at Christ being crucified on the cross and resurrecting three days later. Everybody thought it was over. And these people in this battle thought it was over. The people who were surrounded thought that it was over. And the enemy likes to use that tactic. He likes to make you think that the battle is over and there's absolutely no way to win. And God, a lot of the time, will wait. He'll wait till the last minute. He is never early. He's never late. 
he's always right on time and that right on time is usually very last minute and the enemy will make you feel like God is not going to come through for you and God is not going to pull through for you but that is a lie it's an intimidation tactic when you feel like everything is closing in on you and there's absolutely no way out start to look for God start to look for God moving and um, that's what happened here in this story you know he said open his eyes and let him see. Elisha said that about the servant, about the young man. And the young man probably thought my eyes are open. I can see all around me. I see the trouble. I see the chariots. I see the horses. And I know that we're surrounded by an army. My eyes are wide open. I'm not asleep. I'm not, I'm not daydreaming. This is very real and it's happening. My eyes are open and I can see around me everything that is going on. But Elisha was talking about a different set of eyes. He was talking about his spiritual eyes. He was saying, Lord, let him see with his spiritual eyes open his spiritual eyes so he can see exactly what is taking place here right now and when you open your spiritual eyes the bible says so the lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw that the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire surrounding elisha and they came down to him. Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike this people with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Can I tell you something today? Can I tell you something today? If you will stop looking at your circumstance with your natural eyes, stop listening to the circumstance with your natural ears, and begin to open your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes, you will see exactly as Elisha said, there are many more with us than there are with them. If you'll open your spiritual eyes, see a lot of the time we get caught up in the flesh. That's what I was talking about earlier. When we elevate our flesh and our flesh gets what it wants all the time and our flesh gets so strong, it overtakes our spirit to the point that we can only see with our natural eyes and we can only hear with our natural ears. But we need to get to a point where our spirit man is awakened and our spirit man is the one that we look and we hear with. That's a deep thought. You need to look with your spirit man and hear with your spirit man. Open your spiritual eyes, open your spiritual ears, and begin to look and hear with your spirit instead of your flesh. And if you will begin to look and hear with your spirit instead of your flesh, you will see what's going on in the spirit around you. You will see the 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 forces of God that are coming to fight on your behalf in the situation, in the battle that you're in, and you will know that you are not alone. But if you look in the natural, you're not going to see anything. If I look out the window in the natural right now, I would see trees and I would see birds and I would see mountains and the cars going by. But if I look out the window and I could see in the spirit right now, I would see the warfare that's taking place over our area. I would see the battle between the angels and the demonic realm. I would see all the things that are going on in the spirit right now instead of just seeing in the flesh. And when we come up against a situation, we need to begin to look with our, our spiritual eyes shut our natural eyes off and begin to look in the spirit because there are far more with us than there are against us. Now, this applies in all kinds of situations. There are far more against us than there are against us. When you have God on your side, when you have the power and the presence of God on your side in your life, when God shows up with his angelic armies, 
when he shows up and he begins to move on your behalf, you may not see it right away in the spirit. They were in the natural, sorry, they were out and they were looking around and they saw all this stuff going on in the natural. They would never have known that God had already preemptively sent chariots of fire and horses of fire for them to fight on their behalf had they not seen it in the spirit. And I'm telling you today, whatever your situation is, if you're worried about something, whatever it is, whatever it looks like in the natural is often not what is happening at all. And if you will begin to look in the spirit, you'll begin to see the things you'll begin to see the things that God has already placed there for you and he is showing up to fight on your behalf so do not be afraid do not despair begin to look with your spiritual eyes begin to hear with your spiritual ears and stop giving ear and stop looking at all the things that are going on around you I said earlier about the news if you listen to the news and if you watch the news all the time You will hear nothing but doom and gloom. You will hear nothing but failure. You'll hear nothing but everything is falling apart. You'll see all these terrible things going on. And if you watch that, and if you have that on 24-7, and a lot of people do, and if you have notifications popping up on your phone 24-7, or if you're scrolling your Facebook feed 24-7, let me tell you something. You are taking in things that are prohibiting your spiritual ears and eyes from being opened. It becomes clutter in your mind that actually makes it more difficult for your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes to be opened. What should we be doing right now? We should be listening to Christian music. We should be listening to sermons. We should be watching Christian television. Uh, if you're if you're doing anything with entertainment right now, if you're listening to anything, watching anything, let it be something God-oriented, Christ-centered. Let it be something that is going to edify you so that when you need to hear and see in the spirit, your mind and your, 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 everything is not cluttered with what's going on. Everything's not inhibited with what's going on in the world around you. We've got all sorts of things taking place all around us. And we've got to begin to see in the spirit. We've got to begin to hear in the spirit because God is speaking right now. God is, God wants to reveal and show things to you right now. And you've got to begin to hear and see what it is that he is doing right now, rather than what the enemy wants you to see. What goes on in the world a lot of the time is what the enemy wants you to see. The enemy wants you to see that you're surrounded. The enemy wants you to feel that you're surrounded. The enemy wants to wants you to feel that there's no hope, that everything is closing in, and that it's just going to be a complete and total slaughter. And that's what they felt like here in this passage of scripture. They felt like they were just about to be slaughtered, that there was absolutely no way. And when God opened the eyes of the servant, because Elisha had already seen in the spirit what was going on, when they had their eyes open in the spirit, they saw that God had shown up to fight on their behalf. And when they had their eyes opened, incidentally, Elisha spoke for the, the, the armies that had come against them. For the armies that had come against them, Elisha spoke that they would be blind 
and they were blinded. So one group's eyes were open, their spiritual eyes. The other group's eyes were closed, their natural eyes, because the other group could not see into the spirit, and they did not know that they were the ones that were about to be slaughtered. Can I tell you something? If you will get into the spirit, God will show up and fight on your behalf, and your enemy, even though he thinks that he has already won, even though he thinks that you're already going under and that there's no hope for you, that he has the checkmate, even though he thinks all of those things, if you will get into the spirit and you begin to see and hear in the spirit, God will show up and fight for you and you'll see and you won't have to be able to, you won't be able to fear because you'll know that God has already shown up on your behalf and that he's about to do a great work for you and you're about to obtain the victory. If we could just see in the spirit what's going on in these last days, if we could just see in the spirit what's going on over the United States of America and and over Europe and over Russia and over any area of the world, if we could just see what's going on in the spirit, we would see that the battle has intensified, but that God is greater than anything the enemy's trying to do right now. God is greater than anything the enemy could try to do in these last days. And so I want to encourage you as we go forward in the days and weeks and months ahead to stop looking at things in the natural. Stop looking at how bad it is. Stop looking at how everything is surrounding you and it looks like everything's going to close in on you and you're going to be overtaken. Stop looking at those things and begin to open your spiritual eyes and ears to what God is saying and doing. Because God is often in direct opposition to what you're seeing and hearing in the natural. What you're seeing and hearing in the natural often has nothing to do with what God is actually doing in the spirit. Yes, there might be a hospital bed and you might be in the hospital. Yes, there might be a diagnosis, but God has something for you that he wants to reveal to you if you'll get your eyes and your ears open in the spirit. Yes, it might look grim. Yes, it might look like you're about to lose everything in the natural, but God wants to reveal to you actually what's going on in the spirit. And if you'll begin to open those spiritual eyes and ears, I promise you, you will see and hear things that God is doing and you'll know ahead of time what his moves are and what his plans are. And you'll be able to conquer the enemy's intimidation and fear tactics because it will have no hold on you when you see what God is doing in your life, when you see what God is doing in this country, when you see what God is doing in the area that you live in, whatever it is, whatever it is, Open your eyes and open your ears. There is nothing that is too difficult for God. There's nothing that God cannot move and rearrange and turn around. There's nothing that is too hard for him. And if you'll begin to look in the spirit, you'll see that he's already moving in ways that you can't see in the natural. He's already got an army ready to back you up. It's already there. And he has already pre-approved your victory. He has already determined the outcome of your battle before you ever step into the ring, before you ever get up and go to the battlefield, before Elisha and this servant had ever gone out to look and see what was going on in the natural. 
God had already pre-positioned them for victory. He had already put his stamp of approval on it. He already had their name engraved on his trophy that they were going to win this battle because God had a plan that they could not see unless they looked in the spirit. What is it today that you need to see in the spirit? What is it today that you've been fretting and worrying over? What is it today that has been keeping you up at night What is it today that you have been praying and praying and praying and praying about that if you just open your spiritual eyes, if you just see in the spirit, how do we begin to see in the spirit? Well, part of it comes with spending time with the Lord. Part of it comes from reading your word. Part of it comes from uh, praying. Part of it comes from fasting. Any of those things. We've, We've got to begin to get our flesh man under subjection to our spirit man. That's the first part. That's the first part. And it doesn't happen overnight that you're able to see things in the spirit. It's a battle sometimes to be able to see things in the spirit because your flesh wants to rise up and say it looks hopeless. But God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for your life. And everything that he has spoken over you and to you will be fulfilled So do not lose heart. Do not give up. Do not begin to think that maybe God lied to you because he did not. God would not lie. He cannot lie. And so open your eyes in the spirit. Begin to look with your spirit eyes. Begin to listen with your spirit ears. And you will see that you are about to gain the victory in every situation. Whatever it is, whatever the situation is, God's going to give you the victory. I want to pray with you today. If you've been listening to this and you don't know Jesus Christ, he is the best friend you could ever have. He gave his life for you on the cross. He died for your sins and rose again on the third day so that you could have a relationship with God. And I want to pray a prayer today. It's a simple prayer. It's called the sinner's prayer. And I'm going to lead you in that prayer And if you'll pray that along with me, I believe that you're going to start the greatest journey of your life. All you have to do is say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe Jesus died on the cross and that he rose again. I believe he's coming back. And I also believe that his blood cleanses us. So God, wash me in the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to live for you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer today, I would love to hear from you. You can get a hold of me on my social media. You can comment on one of these podcasts. And I would love to get into contact with you and give you some pointers as to what to do next. God loves you so much. Can I pray with everyone today who might be facing a situation, who might be worried about something going on, or who might be... Maybe you just have something in your life that's up in the air, that's in limbo right now, that you don't have an answer for, that you'd like an answer for. Begin to look with your spiritual eyes. I want to pray a prayer over you today, if if you'll just agree with me. Father God, I thank you today for every single precious listener to this podcast. God, you have created them, you have formed them, and God, you have a purpose and a plan for their lives. God, I know that nothing 
in your kingdom is by happenstance. You have it all orchestrated. And God, they feel that they're surrounded right now. They feel that everything is closing in on them and that there's absolutely no way to win this war. They feel that they're hopeless. God, they're looking in the, they're seeing the enemy just getting closer and closer and closer. They hear the clang of the enemy's swords and they hear the hoof prints of the enemy's horses. But God, I pray today that you'd open their spiritual eyes and spiritual ears, that they'd begin to hear what it is that you're saying to them, and they'd begin to see that you've already sent an army much greater than the enemy's army that the enemy wants to use to overtake them. I bind intimidation, and I bind fear today. I bind every tactic that the enemy would use against your children. And God, I loose the Holy Spirit God, reveal to everyone listening today the chariots of fire and the horses of fire that have come to protect them from the enemy. God, thank you today that you surround us with your love. Thank you that you surround us with your protection. Thank you, God, that there are warring angels that are warring on our behalf right now. God, I plead the blood of Jesus down over every listener, and I thank you, God, for being with us on this podcast today because I feel your presence and your confirmation of this word. So God, loose your Holy Spirit in everyone's life who's listening to this, and God, show them the miraculous as they chase after you and as they open their spiritual ears and spiritual eyes. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, thank you for listening today. It's been so good to be with you on the podcast. I'm looking forward to the next one. Be sure to tune in next week. Share this with all your friends, somebody who's in a bad situation who might need to hear an encouraging word, and let everyone know that it's time to begin to open our spiritual eyes and ears. What are you looking with? Are you looking with your natural eyes, or are you looking with your spiritual eyes? Don't despair. Begin to look with your spiritual eyes. And don't believe everything your natural eyes are telling you. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for tuning in today. And I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.